What's up and welcome into the Around the SEC podcast done by myself, Jack Shankel. And today we have the full cast, we have the trio, myself, Pat, and Will all here on the podcast this week. We have some amazing games to go over for this upcoming week. Some maybe maybe some crazy scores, crazy crazy flip flops. You know what I'm talking about. And then we got uh, to review this uh, whopping four game uh, weekend we just had, as well as uh, updated power rankings. What teams have climbed? What teams have fallen? We're about to find out. All right, starting off, we are going to be talking about power rankings, as I just alluded to. Will. Tell me who's at number one. All right, so I'm going to go through this. Stop me if y'all have anything interesting to say, we'll, and then at the end we'll come back and uh, talk about the bigger points. But at number one, I think everybody kind of realizes who's going to be here. It's Georgia at A&0, 8-0, and 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 2. We have Alabama at 7-1, and 3. Auburn at 6-2. and two. And this is – I'll stop you here because I do want to say this real quick. Auburn being this high feels like a sin. You ever, you ever seen Cinema Sins on YouTube? That's what this feels See, like. I, I just, Let's move I, on. This is, by the way, this is specifically my power ranking. So if you're gonna burn somebody, burn me. But I don't think you put Auburn any lower because at four I have Ole Miss, who they just beat at six and two as well. Five Kentucky at six and two. Six Arkansas at five and three. Seven Texas A and M at six and two. Very interchangeable six and seven. Yes, I, I agree with that. And honestly, uh, no, I think Mississippi State's here for a reason. But at eight we have Mississippi State at five and three. And number nine and ten, we have Tennessee and then Florida, both at four and four. Again, interchangeable. Florida does have the head-to-head matchup there. At eleven, LSU at four and three. Twelve, Missouri at four and four. South Carolina at thirteen. Vanderbilt at uh, fourteen. At four and four, then two and seven. So, just overall thoughts on what y'all think about those power rankings. Again, there are some that are definitely interchangeable, like the Tennessee, Florida. Um, some would say, like, y'all are saying Auburn, Ole Miss. I definitely lean Auburn here because, again, they have the same record. They have some impressive wins, and they beat Ole Miss straight up. So, so I I know, I, I know head-to-head matchups aren't everything when, with power rankings. But and they're when not you have, because when you look when at you this. Have, when you have the same record and you just beat them, you just beat them last week. I feel like that's pretty recent as well. I mean, I don't see how you have Auburn any lower. Um, this, I'll tell you how. And it's not because I think that they're bad. Um, Auburn has proven that they do have a football team that can fight. But I also think they've run into the weakest version of some of these teams. Like Ole Miss at their power beats Auburn. Arkansas well, at their well, power well, wait, beats well, Auburn. Well, uh, what was wrong with Arkansas or Ole Miss? Um, I'm just saying they played a bad game. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that Auburn... No, 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 wait. Two starting Here. offensive linemen, their top three receivers, starting tight end, Matt Corral playing on one ankle. Nah, he looked pretty, I, he looked will, pretty healthy when he came back. To Auburn, but <laughs> Ole Miss, as, as an offensive team, was not at their full strength this week. They I mean, haven't been the past... That may be true, but I'm sure... I mean, I'm sure Auburn has some injuries that we just don't necessarily know about because we don't... Yeah, but let's let's be very clear here. I don't think that Auburn is a bad team, but I don't think that they beat these two teams, Arkansas and Ole Miss respectively. But I do personally believe that Auburn is not as good as they've shown. I think, like I said, they've run into the worst versions of these teams. And what I mean by that is, again, they just came out. These two these two teams did not play as good as we've seen them play. And uh, I don't I do think that I mean sure. At the end of the day, the scoreboard is the scoreboard. 
I yeah, mean, but I don't know. think I think you're gonna see Auburn slip further and further down. I think three is the the height of where they're gonna be this season. Will's looking at his schedule right now to us. Uh, I mean, they they have Alabama left, obviously, but then they have uh, Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah. I can see them losing State. to Texas A&M. I can see them losing to Mississippi State. I, I could too. I, I, and that's I my point. But like, I don't. This, I'm this, not necessarily gonna predict that though. But. With that, with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about the games that happened this past weekend. Do you want to go in my order or yours? I have I'm going to go in my order because okay, this is my show. Okay. All right. All right, big man. <laughs> Georgia and Florida starting off with the number one team. It's only right that we put them first. Uh, Georgia entering this game at 7-0. Um, number one in the country. Ending the game 8-0 after a pretty, I don't want to say dominating performance, but let's just if, say the last two minutes and thirty seconds of the first half, most dominating performance you'll see pretty much all season. Yeah. So Georgia played really good, like Will said, for a very short period of time. Stetson Bennett, the mailman, was delivering when he needed to, which is all that Georgia's defense really needs him to do. Because let's be honest, it's knocking futs. So Georgia beats Florida thirty-four to seven. I don't know if I've already said that. Florida only scoring at the end of that game. Um, Probably well. My prediction, by the way, was 34-17 Georgia. So I got Georgia's part right. Yeah, just not uh, – you did not expect – and by the way, what of what Anthony Richardson? Uh, look, when you look at Anthony Richardson, I'm not I'm not even going to read his stats because it's irrelevant. Um, I will say Emory Jones had better stats. Of course, that was the second half when the game was already over. Um, I'm not reading too much into the Anthony Richardson stuff because of uh, – it's Georgia. I mean, that, that defense is ridiculous. I don't think we can judge him off of that. Now, uh, like I said, what does Florida have to have to win this game? A Heisman performance from one of the two quarterbacks, and that obviously did not happen. It did not. With a fumble and two picks, one of them being a pick six, in the last two and a half minutes, going, you think there's two and a half minutes left in the half, Florida's down by three, they have, they're have they still in this game, and then all of a sudden, two and a half minutes, the game's over. I'm going into half. The game is just completely over. That was an insane sequence to watch, and uh, yeah. Um, I didn't watch this game live. I only watched the highlights. But I mean, from from what I've seen, uh, I'm just gonna say I didn't watch the second half. I watched the whole first half because obviously it was over in the second half. But yeah, um, from what I've seen of this game, like Will said, um, it was a very good game and. Until that two-minute stretch, and then Georgia's offensive uh, instability really came, and that's that's going to be the thing for this Georgia offense is when JT Daniels comes back in. You know that he offense- was healthy this year. I mean, he was healthy versus Florida. He just didn't play. Stetson Bennett gives Georgia the ability to run the ball, but with not the throw the ball position. lethally. I think he does it good enough. Right now, I think I don't know. I I, I would actually be a little bit surprised if JT Daniels comes. Back and I think fully it, gets the starting job. I think at any point these two, this is a JT Daniels is the better overall quarterback, but Stetson Bennett does bring, like you said, that that extra step to the offense with his ability to run the ball. But he's really not that fast. He's just faster than JT Daniels, who has breaks for feet. Yeah. All right, so I wanted to get y'all's thoughts, obviously, on the Dan Mullen comments that oh happened gosh, after the game. This is this is why Florida is below Tennessee, understandably, <laughs> on your power rankings. Yeah, uh, because Dan Mullen seems to be having an existential crisis because he doesn't handle the media well. No, he does not. He's not handling anything well right now. He's got his 
head so far up his butt cheeks you can still smell last year's Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, I, I, this is ridiculous. Yeah, but man. Look, basically the comments were, and Pat will get your thoughts on this. He was basically saying uh, when he was asked about recruiting is we we don't recruit. This is not obviously what he meant, but basically said we don't recruit during the season. We'll talk about that after the season. This comes as they are ninth in the SEC in recruiting. Dan Mullen is 4-4, four and four, which is extremely disappointing. Kind of on a hot seat a little bit here. I don't want to say a hot seat yet. I'm saying a hot seat because I will say the last four games are extremely winnable for Florida. But the last game of the season, Florida State, if they lose that game, Florida's five. Uh, it might be a different... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just 24-7 sports. It might be rivals. Five. I heard that they were ninth. I didn't. I guess I didn't check the stats. But, uh, Pat, what do you think about that? the states. See, you know, I agree with you. He's, he really just kind of, he was just frustrated from it. a loss. You know, I, I can I can give him that. But when you, you know, just lose it, you, you're already four losses on the season. You've probably got everybody in Gainesville, you know, tapping the watches and saying, okay, about time for you, uh, to get on to stepping, but my thing is, Florida, I, I don't know if it's true or not if Dan Mullen actually doesn't do recruiting in the season. He de- but He has to. Now, I will say, he is he is serving a little bit of a ban, a recruiting ban. He, like, during the off, off week, he could not leave campus to recruit. Now, he still has to recruit. I, 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 I'm assuming he, he's still recruiting. I, mean, let's, let's just, I, I feel like his comments should not have been taken literally. Yeah, he was frustrated. Yeah, but, but I mean, you you have a, a high profile coach acting like a toddler throwing a tantrum, and you you have the recruits see that Florida's already struggling, and you know they start the season off pretty pretty high up on the mountain, and now they are just they're slumming it out right now. So yeah. not a good look for Dan Mullen, not a good look for the University of Florida, and like you said, if he loses a Florida State at the end of the year. There, there might be a little hot seat a, coming. A next seven season. and five Florida this year is unacceptable, and obviously they'll tell you that themselves. It could get ugly. I, I really, I genuinely think it could get ugly for Florida. Uh, for Dan Mullen, and Dan Mullen might just straight. I've heard that. You know, I haven't heard that he's thinking about it. Obviously, but you know, you could see a step away, kind of like a Gary. Well, not necessarily Gary Patterson, but. Kind of a Gary Patterson thing that happened earlier today or the, yesterday. I can't remember which day it happened. But all right, let's move on to the next game. What do we got? <laughs> Moving on. Um, next game we have to talk about is Ole Miss Auburn, and again, a tough one for Ole Miss. It just feels like this Ole Miss has lost the magic like this late in the season. It felt like we lost the Heisman odds. <laughs> Sorry, well, Pat. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Matt Corral's inability to. I don't. I don't know what it is. It seems like that. Like if you watch him, the confidence just doesn't feel like it's there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like after that Alabama uh, loss, which was don't get me wrong, degrading as heck. If you, if you're an Ole Miss team that feels like you've got something cooking this year, I mean. But by ever way, since by, that game, they've by been the way, going. The, the score was thirty-one twenty. Yeah, thirty-one twenty. Um, again, I don't. I don't think Auburn. I mean, Auburn's a very good football team. Or at least better than I thought they were going to be, but I did not expect them to dominate an Ole Miss team yep. like this. Um, and you know what? It is what it is. I can't comment 
and say Auburn is not good anymore because obviously they're 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 taking advantage of the the misstepping's of other teams at least. Yeah. Or they're just genuinely dominating. We, time will tell. Looking at what I was saying each team needs to do to win the game for Ole Miss I said no LSU Bo Nix performance. And you look at Bo Nix, he was co- continuously scrambling out of the pocket and making plays. He was 22 of 30 for 260 276 yards and a touchdown. And again, they couldn't really get him on the ground and uh, big moments of the game. And then for Auburn, what they needed to do was contain Matt Corral. Matt Corral had 10 rushes for 45 yards. Did he really? Yeah. So, I mean, both of those things happened in Auburn's favor, and that's why nope. you see Auburn win 31-20. You were right, by the way. Sorry to uh, butt in here. But Will was correct. Florida is 9. I was looking at the 21 rankings. These are the 22 rankings. Uh-huh. My, my apologies. You need to check the stats. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, gentlemen. My bad. Yeah, but a little few other notes. Auburn did obviously establish the run game with Tank Bigsby getting 140 yards and 200 team rushing yards, which is it's it's hard to lose a game like that. Pat, what do you think about this game? Being an Ole Miss fan. Okay, so it was you know very very disappointing for me personally, but you know I will go back and say you were at the game, right? Matt Corral's banged up. He doesn't have all the weapons he has. He, his top two receivers were walk-ons. Hey, Pat, for, Pat. For, for the moment. Pat, you were, at, you were at the game, right? No, I was uh, enjoying was some nice family time for my, oh, okay. uh, for my birthday. Okay. So. Okay. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Pat. Did not know that. Happy late birthday, Jack. Yeah, our birthday is the same day. Um, both of us are older. Uh, we still look as good as ever. Pat's getting up there to the 3-0. I'm still... Working my way up the ladder, Pat's getting. Uh, he's he's in the his mid twenties, ladies. Still, <laughs> still available. Well, that must. Are you available? Very very much available. Uh, okay. All right, ladies. Right. Ladies. The Pat. mustache speaks for itself. Everyone, <laughs> look. Oh boy. <laughs> but yeah, no. For for Ole Miss, for me, it was the the defense made the necessary adjustments in the second half, only giving up three points. But. A weakened Ole Miss offense. I mean, Lane Kiffin was saying that it looked like Matt Corral was going to have a season-ending injury. I thought and that I, man. I thought he tore the Achilles. Like the resurrected Christ. And oh my gosh, that's a bold. That's a that's a bold statement, bro. That's a bold statement. I will say, I don't but know I mean, how much morphine me, they I put into like Matt Corral. Lane He's still talking. Love points on the table, and there comes a time when you can go for it on fourth down fourth down or take the points man i it could have been a much closer game in the fourth quarter so for me yeah disappointed but bounce back week against liberty i really i really think lane kiffin lost that game for Ole miss i mean what was it like you were inside the 25 three times could have had three field goals nine points and obviously you just get one of those the game's completely different and yes. takes none of them and fails each time uh, that's I mean that's a back backbreaker backbreaker you can't do that yeah. especially when those I'm pretty pretty sure all three of them if he had kicked the field goal and make it a one possession game it, if all three of those field if he would have kicked all three of those field goals realistically the freshman makes two or three it one possession game or within at least two points yeah. so I mean I I feel like Lane Kiffin needs to. 
just make the right football decisions right now. Yeah, we'll probably get it a little bit like probably mid the pack, you know. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, right. we were listening, Pat. We were also I was looking at these SEC twenty twenty uh, the twenty twenty two recruiting rankings, and I saw Tennessee was at twelve, and I totally forgot they had sanctions. So I was like, why are they that low? Yeah. Also, we just don't have that many commitments too. Only fourteen. A bunch of teams are. Cool. <laughs> All right. Some teams, anyway. All yeah. right, but yeah. All right, so <laughs> let's move on to Anyways. the next uh, We have either... Which one are we going to, Jack? We are going to Kentucky-Mississippi State. Oh, okay. All right. Now, let's let's talk about this for a second. Will Rogers. What a... Will. Will. Oh, okay. I, I thought you meant Will Levis for a second, but yeah, okay. I forgot both of them named Will. Represent! <laughs> <laughs> what a game. 36 of 39, 344 yards and a tutter. I mean, absolutely... Baller. I mean, that's just what you get with the Mike Leach offense. But even with the Mike Leach offense, that efficiency of 36 to 39 alone, that's ridiculous. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. And shout out to Mississippi State's defense, by the way, only giving up 10 points. I know the end score is 31-17, but you have a special teams touchdown in there. So Let's not even forget. And three were, picks, by the way. They ran it 20 times, Mississippi State did. No, they ran it 31 30. 30-something times. Oh, did they? I'm just 30, saying, 31. Yeah, it was 31, 30, or 33, something like that. Uh, my prediction, wow. or one thing I said Kentucky had to do to win the game is win the turnover battle and do what they did last year, forcing six interceptions um, when they held up to two points. Man, did the opposite of that happen. <laughs> Mississippi State forcing Kentucky over time and time again. And obviously that's the difference in the game where – it's a 14-point game, two-touchdown game, three turnovers. Well, there you go. Yeah. Anything? No? I, I, no, thought, no, I didn't know no, if you were no, done or not. You, okay. you, well, I, you, I, you I, left it very much uh, You left it very much <laughs> like you were about to say something else, so I, I apologize. Yeah. I, okay, well, I, I do have something to say. Uh, Mississippi State's defense held Kentucky to 66 rushing yards, so completely took Kentucky's identity away from them. I know Kentucky – is wanting to pass more, but their identity is still very much running the ball, holding them to 66 rushing yards. Uh, also, Will Levis just ain't it. I'm not – look, I don't think Will Levis is terrible, but he's not He he's not as hyped – he's not as good as he was hyped up to be coming into the season. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, I think – and I will say, the story of Kentucky this year, and again, it re- it reared its ugly head in this game. Kentucky this year is minus 13 in the turnover margin. That is terrible. Really? I mean, that is terrible. They can't hold on to the ball. They can't... I, I mean, yeah, English. they can't throw the ball. Well, I didn't know if I really wanted to say it, but yeah, they can't throw the ball. And another Can't thing, throw the ball, can't run the ball, can't yeah. keep the ball. Y'all suck. I'm just kidding. Little note is Kentucky is. I mean, they're still six and two. They still have a chance for a very solid season, uh, possibly a ten win season. But Kentucky is on a two game losing streak. Yeah. Right now, and they have a tough matchup coming into Lexington this week. So that that could be interesting. Now let's talk about two teams that are at the bottom of the barrel bowl. Pat, will hold up. Oh yeah. Sorry. One more thing, Pat. Do you have anything to say about this? By the way, uh, I don't know about y'all, but I. Thought Kentucky would win this game. I did too. Uh, well, this was a very surprising game for me. Mississippi State came, comes out and Mike Leach, here's man. The, here's the real question: Is he going to give praise to Mississippi State? Okay, yeah, let's hear it. Just I like the both of you thought Kentucky was going to win this game because of my 
absolute hatred for Mississippi State. Yeah. However, they played a damn good ball game. I will say that. I was I was impressed. So uh, there's your one yeah. nice thing you're gonna get. That from you could tell match. how much that hurt him to say every single. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just move on. Let's he, just he eat that like, out. Like he was, I feel like he borderline cried there. So starting yeah. off with the, with the Missouri Vanderbilt game, Missouri wins the game thirty eight to twenty seven, and just uh, bottom mean, of the barrel, bowl, man. That's an emphasis on bottom of the barrel bowl until we maybe see Missouri and South Carolina play. Uh, but yeah, you have Missouri who's down fourteen to ten and has to have a hail mary at the end of the half to take the lead. Versus Vanderbilt, what the hell now, is all going credit on to Mister Wright over there in Vandy? What a game! Fourteen of twenty-eight, one hundred twenty-two yards, three touchdowns, only one pick, fourteen carries for one hundred fifty-two yards. Nuts! What a game from that kid. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. But it's that's their quarterback, and that is exactly why Vandy sucks. Nobody <laughs> knows who they are. Anyways, let's, <laughs> Vanderbilt let's, was within two points. They scored a touchdown or field goal to get within two points with three minutes left to go. So Vanderbilt very much had a chance to win this game. It's just uh, Missouri's offense actually answered right at the end of the game and kind of put it away. Yeah. Tyler Beatty, 31 carries for 254 yards and two touchdowns. How about that? Wow. <laughs> man, man, it's Vanderbilt, so you have a talent like that. He's going to dominate. So Yeah. yeah. I, but I, this is still just crazy to think about. Did you see the stands for this game? <laughs> It no. was it was a family and friend it was a family and friends kind of event. You know what I mean? Like there was a, it was spotty in the stadium for this one. And it's it, what happened to Missouri, man? I mean, it, I, I will say I don't know. I almost I this is my coldest take of the uh, coldest take of the off season was Missouri was going to go nine and three, eight and four. Man, was I wrong because they have. I mean, they're four and four, and they have a damn tough schedule left. With uh, let's see, Georgia next. That's going to be a loss. South Carolina could go either way. I'm going to give that to Missouri. Then Florida and Arkansas, which I think we can all agree are losses. So you're looking at one and three down the stretch, five and seven at best right now. Yeah. I don't even. If you're Eli Drinkwitz, are you worried about your job security? Man, after the shit he talked in the in the beginning of the year, you should be. If not from <laughs> he's the SEC media day. I mean, he's literally going to be. I mean, imagine the. Does he have Twitter? I don't know. If he if he does, he's probably not got it on his phone right now. Because let me tell you, he should not. Don't read, don't read the message boards. Yeah, do That's not right. read the message boards. They're going to be saying things about your family that you didn't know. Yeah, all, right, all, right, awesome. all right, all right, all right, all right. Anyways. Right, let's move on. It's the truth, though. Football is ruthless. Anyways, that's all the games we have for this week. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be jumping into the games for next week, and we have an absolutely nutty slate. We have a lot of games. And a lot of good games at that. I yeah. think there's only probably two on here that I'm not... Actually, no, there's probably only one on here that I'm... No, two, that I'm just genuinely not interested in. So, we will talk to you on the other side of this break. Welcome back, everybody. We have... Well, I guess I'm going to let Will lead off. We have a lot of slate have games lot, here. Yeah. <laughs> Starting off with arguably the worst, Missouri at number one, Georgia on ESPN at 11 a.m. Good to go ahead and get this one out of the way. 
Just some quick thoughts from Jack, Pat, and then we'll go me. Let's 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 here. I'll give you the lines first. You never give us the time or anything about this game, which is why you were going to lead this segment. By the way, but I, whatever. I did say ESPN at eleven a.m., but I didn't hear you. Well, Anyways, you're a clown. UGA is favored by thirty-eight points. The line is uh, or that's that's the line. Right. Uh, Over under is fifty-nine points. What do you think? Um, well, my score. Uh, Pat, I'll let you go after here. But uh, my score is thir- sixty-three to zero, Georgia. The only and I will I will say first of all, there's no way Missouri's scoring on them. There's just literally no way. Not even their B team. And as far as Georgia's offense, will they put up? Will they want to put up sixty-three points? I argue no. But at the same time, Missouri's run defense is so. So bad that I don't think Georgia cannot score even if they wanted to. Georgia would have to start kneeing out the ball the whole game to not score so many points on Missouri. So, with that being said, sixty-three to zero, Georgia. And as far as what, you know, you, go ahead. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna say I feel at some point Kirby Smart's gonna you know pump the brakes a little bit. Uh. I think Georgia wins this game handily, but I'm going to go 55 to three. I see. I agree. Georgia's going to pump the brakes, but that just means running up the middle. And I think doing that, unless the running back goes straight down, they can still average like 10 yards a carry. Oh, yes. Not even but trying. I, so. I I have a feeling that they're they're going to have to show some kind of mercy. Yeah. For so for uh, what I had for what each team needs to do to win for Missouri, I just said they can't. And Georgia, just show up. I mean, there's not much to dissect here. Georgia is going to pound them with their B team. So that is what it is. Moving on. No, I didn't even give my prediction. You, um, you just rarely ever do, but okay. Well, I had a prediction for this game. Okay. No, I need another. <laughs> no, for real, I've got it 45 Georgia, uh, 3 for Missouri. Okay, y'all are being generous with 3, I see. <laughs> but that does, we are all going over on, by the way, on the spread. Yes. Yes. All right, so we have the next game, and this is an intriguing game. Liberty, the return of Hugh Freeze at number 15, Ole Miss on SEC Network at 11 a.m. Pat, go ahead. Oh, wait, Jack, wait, wait, wait. Jack, give us the line. Ole Miss is favored in this game by nine and a half points, and the over/under is a staggeringly low six and a half, right. or sixty-five. No, say, well, I'm taking the over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bam! No, All sixty-seven right. and a half is my bad. All right, Pat, lead us off. All right, well, y'all better be looking for this uh, this guy, middle of the student section, uh, come Saturday morning. It'll be bright and early in the Grove. You didn't have to tell us you were going to do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's gonna, it's gonna be lit. Um, so I have Ole Miss stomping the ever living. This is a family program. Let me stop right there. <laughs> Let me uh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. But uh, I feel like Hugh Freeze is not gonna have his triumphant like return to Oxford, as a lot of people like to say. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this is a week for Ole Miss to recover, get healthy. Work out the kinks, I and I feel like Ole Miss is going to win forty-two to twenty-one. Okay, so um, I will say at the beginning of the year I had Liberty beating Ole Miss. I have changed my tune on that. Uh, Liberty's just not as good this year. Uh, they lost a three-point game to Syracuse, 
who is a solid team, but obviously not on Ole Miss's level. If they can't beat Syracuse, they surely can't beat Ole Miss. Now, I will say, what does Ole Miss need to do to win this game? They can't get caught up in the emotions of playing Hugh Freeze in his return. That's the one thing that can get him beaten again. Were any of these none kids of, no, here? None, none of those kids were there, at least that I'm on. Uh, there, there are a few. Okay, there might be really? there might be a few holdovers, but I mean, that are still left. Yeah, there might There's be a few. Like seven guys left. Yeah, might be a few holdovers, but I don't think that's enough for it to matter. Uh, so I don't know what the motions of that might even be like. Uh, for Liberty, they have to contain Matt Corral and win the turnover battle. They uh, lost to Syracuse because they had three. Uh, uh, because they had a fumble, and if they don't have that fumble, they more than likely win that game. So I have Ole Miss winning thirty-eight to seventeen. Don't get me wrong, it would be glorious to see Liberty just Hugh Freeze upset Ole Miss in the in Vaught Hemingway Stadium. That would be so glorious. Will you were trying to get me to you trying to catch these hands right now. <laughs> right, well, what are you gonna do about it? You, you, you ain't doing nothing. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. <laughs> All right, All right Jack, so think? let's um you say Pat? Jack wouldn't know. Oh, okay. I was gonna say anything. you're just gonna skip what the heck, man. Alright, no. Um my thoughts on this game. I am also going to be thinking that Liberty may not win this game, but they're definitely going to cover. I feel like this is an Ole Miss team that's down. What was the line? I'm sorry. Uh, nine and a half. Yeah. Uh, I can see Liberty covering. I don't think Liberty wins, but I definitely think Liberty covers. So I'm taking Liberty to cover. Okay, fair enough. All right, moving on to the next game. We have the game of the week, CBS 230 game. Number 12, Auburn at number 13, Texas A&M. This will be a good one. I'm excited for this. Yeah. One thing I think Auburn has to do in this game is Bo Nix tends to struggle on the road, so he has to be solid. And they obviously has to have to establish the run game just like last week. Um, for Texas A&M, the offense has to come alive. The past three games, they've put up like Twice over 40 and 134 points. They have to keep that up to win this game because Auburn's defense is solid. Um, with that being said, I have Texas A&M pulling this game out at home 27-17. to I think Bo Nix is going to shut down. I think he's had too many good weeks in a row, and he's not that good of a quarterback. So he, there's got to be a fall somewhere. I think it comes here against a very solid defense and a very confident team here for Texas A&M, kind of building some momentum here. Um, let's, the line is in favor of Texas A&M four and a half. Sorry, did I not let you do that? No, you did not. Oh, well, I'm just, for you, that's why. Yeah, okay. Uh, the over-under for this game is 50, which I think is fair. These are two good defenses that have proven themselves. Um, I still think Texas A&M beats Auburn. Um, unless Texas A&M doesn't show up, um, I do feel they beat Auburn in this game. Um, again, I do think Auburn has gotten a little lucky playing some teams that were not playing their best. Um, and I don't think that Texas A&M will do that. Uh, it depends if they hold their uh, weekly cult session that they seem to be holding every week uh, or not. But either way, uh, does it matter what god they pray to? Um, oh I think they god. have enough talent okay. to beat them. Yeah, Texas A&M hasn't, hasn't allowed more than 20, more than 14 in the past two games. Granted, that was Missouri and Kentucky. Alabama were just going to forget, even though they did win. Um, they only allowed... They allowed 26 versus Mississippi State. And do we think Mississippi State's offense is better than Auburn's? I, I don't have, different. I don't it's have a con- Yeah, you can't really it's, compare it's, it's it. It's hard to compare that. Uh, Pat, all right, Pat, what do you think about this game? Um, well, 
have Texas A&M winning this game. I feel like 100-plus thousand rowdy A&M fans are going to have Bo Nix wet in his panties. <laughs> He's had it too good for too long now these past couple of weeks. A&M pulls out the dub 31-20. to 20. Write it down, Jimbo Fisher. This is what he's getting paid for. So I will if say, two, if Bo Nix does have, Bo if Nicks. Bo Nix has been playing like he did against LSU, like he did versus Ole Miss, Auburn can clearly win the game. I, I, I think they very well can win the game. Um, do y'all think they will though? If if he has a uh, a game like he has been having, does Auburn win? Because I think we're all assuming that he's he, again he's worse on the road. He's he's clearly not the best quarterback in the world as far as consistency, so we feel like he's due for one, a stinker. <laughs> due for a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> he's been holding See, it for I, a while. I think A&M just has a more complete defense compared to those two teams. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's go to Mississippi State at Arkansas on SEC Network at 3 p.m. Jack, lead us off. Arkansas favored by five. Over under for this game is 55 and a half. Slam the over. Mississippi State's defense. Wait, who's the favorite? Arkansas. Arkansas, okay. This game could go either way. Um, I think Arkansas is the favorite because it's in Arkansas. Um, but this is going to be a fun game to watch. I actually think this could easily be a game of the week. Both these teams fighting in this game to... Well, have a bid for the uh, bid for a bowl game. Uh, Mississippi State has fared much better against SEC teams at three and two, while Arkansas sits at a measly one and three. Which in this at the beginning of the season I would not have seen coming. Definitely not. And I think that they've actually played really well against just about every team um, that they've lost to, which would have been Ole Miss, uh, Auburn, and who else am I forgetting? Georgia. Have y'all played? Oh, yeah, Georgia. Yeah, so <laughs> so Arkansas had a pretty tough slate of SEC games, but I think they could have easily won that, um, that Ole Miss game. I think they could have easily won that Auburn game. I think that they yeah. didn't have a great game and the refs didn't help because there were some very, very bad calls in that game. I don't think the refs but decided. I don't think they decided the game, but I don't think Arkansas played their best either, and I don't think the refs helped is all I'm saying. Now – I do think Arkansas can win this game again because they're at home. They have had a bye week, so they're they're well rested. Their bye healthy. week is huge. They're they're healthy, and Mississippi State is coming on is coming in on a high. And there's nothing like the air raid offense coming off of a good week. Yeah. Then throw six interceptions. I will say, starting, to, I agree. Now, Arkansas being on a bye week, preparing for this kind of offense, kind of lends itself to a lot of. A lot of good vibes for Arkansas. That being said, like you said, Mississippi State coming in, kind of playing really well. Obviously losing the game to Alabama, getting smoked. But they beat Texas A&M. They beat Kentucky, two very solid teams. And Arkansas kind of on a three-game losing streak, disregarding um, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, just disregarding that one. This Arkansas team doesn't have a lot of momentum. I don't, In my view, they don't have a lot of momentum and. With that being said, I'm gonna go with Mississippi State 31-24. Kind of what Mississippi. That's that, that's a little high because I think you're forgetting how good Arkansas defense can be. And to be fair, Mississippi State's defense is very good. Mississippi State's defense I, is very good, but I actually have this game finishing 24-21, much like it did last year, but in favor of Arkansas again. I think the home field advantage will take its place. Yeah, I, I 
I'm not going to completely argue with that. I could definitely see Arkansas winning this game. I just, for with how these two teams are playing, I'm going Mississippi State. Kind of what Mississippi State needs to do to win this game, contain K.J. Jefferson. I feel like that's a huge part of Arkansas's offense. And if you can do that and force him to beat them through the air, I don't know if Arkansas can do it. And for Arkansas, just create turnovers, man. That's all you got to do. Just get Will Rogers to throw you a few picks, and I feel like this game's over. So, Pat, what do you think about this game? Um, You know, this, this this game was kind of a toss-up for me because, you know, on the one hand, Mississippi State's coming in on that, that hot streak right there. Uh, they're playing really good ball right now. Again, that's the uh, second comment I've given Mississippi State this podcast. Probably won't happen yet. Wow! <laughs> go Arkansas is coming off a bye. Huge for preparation. I feel like they will be more than ready to take on the air raid. I have Arkansas winning 28-24. Home field advantage is a big factor, again, like Jack was saying. Definitely. Not to mention that week of rest for Arkansas, yeah. again. that That is a big deal. And Mississippi State's been playing games, like tough games. So, Speaking of a game that has coming off of one team having a week of rest and one team not, we have Tennessee at number 18, Kentucky, on ESPN2 at 6 p.m. Jack, give us the lines. Give us the lines. Um, you told me you said Alabama, right? I'm not crazy. Uh, Tennessee, Kentucky. Tennessee, Kentucky. Okay, sorry. Sorry, that's I just thought you had been line. going in order, and then I heard it, and I was like, I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Kentucky favored by only one point. Uh, they opened as a five-point favorite earlier on today, so that line's already dropped. Four Tennessee points. fans running that thing up. Yeah, or other people. I mean, you never know. But, yeah, just talking about the game, kind of what Tennessee <laughs> needs to do is they need to start fast and obviously win the turnover battle. That's how Kentucky has lost the games they've lost this year is, again, minus 13 turnover margin is god-awful. So Tennessee needs to win the turnover battle, continue that trend, and, again, start fast like they have in pretty much every game. I think Tennessee is a top-five team in the nation in the first quarter, like by far. I agree. I can see but that. No, I will say the fourth quarter, we are, I think, near the bottom. So we have to start fast and do not finish. Do start not fast, finish strong. Let Will Levis run all over you. Like Tennessee has let every other quarterback. If Tennessee's lost a game this year, it's been a big part of the game where the quarterback gets out and scrambles. So for Kentucky, what they need to do to win is just pound the run game. If they can control the ball and just dominate time of possession, kind of like Alabama did, and I think Kentucky can do this, they can win, They can easily win this game. And again, they need to utilize the Will Levis run because Tennessee's proved that they cannot stop a quarterback scramble. So if... Uh, what's his name? Mark Stoops and the Liam Cohen have any ability to watch tape, then you'll see Will Levis running all over the field. Now he's not the he can run the ball, but I wouldn't call him a dual threat. I don't know. I, I'll probably have That's arguments fair. on that. I don't. He's not exactly Mike Vick back there, but he definitely is elusive. So with all that said, with Tennessee coming off a of bye week, I'm I'm sorry as a Tennessee fan, I'll be stupid to ever pick Kentucky to beat Tennessee. Tennessee, 28-24. They beat us four times in 50 years and never twice in a row, so that's not happening now. I actually think Kentucky is going to win this game. I think Kentucky's Steve. got the depth. <laughs> I think I think late in the game it's wow. just going to be too <laughs> It's just going to be too much for Tennessee. Um I do think Tennessee's got something cooking, but I think Sissy. 
You wouldn't get punched in the face. <laughs> You'd miss. <laughs> <laughs> My name is not Joe Milton. Anyways, um, let's. <laughs> like I said, I think I I'm not, I believe that. Kentucky should win this game. Kentucky should win this game. Yeah, I mean they're, they're, I they think, definitely have the better team. They're more deep now. Again, it's just Kentucky. They're more deep. Don't they're deeper? They don't. Whatever. Shut up. They Kentucky just doesn't beat Tennessee. It happened last year, but that's four times in fifty years. It doesn't happen. So. I'd like to point out the dude uh, that's calling me a stooge. Um, doesn't even have his laptop set to automatically update. Okay, Pat, what do, you, what, what do you think about this game? <laughs> All right, so Kentucky's coming off the demoralizing loss. Tennessee's coming off a bye week. One-point favorite in Lexington. Final score, I'm thinking 31-28. Tennessee Volunteers, Fuck baby. yeah, I mean, hell yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I, excuse I my language. Starting, I, I trust Hendon Hooker more than Will Levis. My thing is, Kentucky has not proven the ability to score points. They scored 10 versus, let's see, let's go back and look at this. They scored 10 versus Mississippi State, 13 versus uh, Georgia, which obviously is, uh, that's actually pretty good. Now, the one caveat is 42 versus LSU. You don't know where that came from. But then you have 20, 16, 28, and 35 against Missouri's defense, which was awful. So that's not very great. I wish I had where their offense ranks in the nation. And if y'all give me a minute, I'll look that up. But this offense just isn't very great. And like I said, what does Kentucky need to do to win the game? And they need to pound the run game. Well, Tennessee's defense, one one place they're really good at is stopping the run. I, there's not been many teams outside of the quarterback, outside of the quarterback run, as far as with your running back. Not many teams have been able to do that versus Tennessee. And that's obviously thanks to Rodney Garner. So that could be a problem. Because I think Will Levis has to win this game either on his legs or with his arm, and I don't know if either of those are possible. So uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and lead into the next game. I'm going to look up Kentucky's offensive stats and see where they rank in the nation. But we're moving on to LSU at number three, Alabama, a big rivalry expected to be a much bigger bigger game, big <laughs> bigger game than what people anticipated it to be. So ESPN at 6 p.m., y'all lead it off. Um, this game is got Alabama favored twenty eight and a half. Uh, money line for Alabama is minus ten thousand. Over under for this game is sixty six. I don't see a way in heck that LSU has the wherewithal to actually take it to Alabama. I think this game is pretty simple, cut and dry. Alabama wins it forty two to ten. Wow. You know, uh, I was thinking the yeah. same thing. Alabama is gonna just cut and dry. They're gonna dominate. Backups are going to get some playing time. Home I was going to go 42-17 Alabama over LSU. Yeah, and I have Alabama as far as what each team needs to do. LSU needs to pound the run game. I feel like I've said this multiple times. They need to rush for over 250 yards in this game. And that's going to be tough to uh, Alabama. It's not their best. Uh, man, I can't think of words today. Their front seven. It's not their best front seven of all time. Henry Toso is pretty good in run stopping, though. Um, and uh, they obviously need a little bit of rivalry. I can't, can't pronounce my R's. Rivalry ma- uh, magic. Golly, I'm, y'all take it. I give, <laughs> I, give, I give up. Somebody having a stroke over there? You will raise both your hands. <laughs> In case y'all didn't know, that's 
Stroke prevention class today. Raise both your hands. If they both go at the same time and they're both the same height, then you chances are you're not having a stroke. Anyways. Um, All right, Kentucky's offense. Guess where they rank. Guess where they rank. Uh, 50th. Okay, Pat. 69. 92nd. Wow. <laughs> this offense is not very good. It's just not very good. It you is what it say. is. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Tennessee's defense obviously going down, but they – I feel like they can hold Kentucky's offense low enough. And Kentucky's defense is damn good. They're damn good. But can they stop Tennessee's offense to keep them low enough? I don't think so. So let's move on. We have, by the way, my score prediction was 49-21 Alabama. Maybe a little bit closer than most people think, but it is what it is. Florida at South Carolina. This is the last game we got. Florida at South Carolina on SEC Network at 6.30 p.m. We've got. I mean, this is—is is it crazy to think that I? I yes, you're a clown. Yeah, I know. I already know what you're gonna say. Stop. Florida's only favored by 18. I can easily see this spread getting covered. Okay, man. okay. I agree. Take I agree the with money. That. I, I agree with that. I think South Carolina. Can and win. I also think South Carolina has a chance to win this game. Oh my god. That's right. The Fighting Shane Beamers okay. come out. With their painters out, and they show out. You know what I'm saying? I think this is easily a game. Florida seems like they have what's just... Your what's your score prediction? No, no, no. I'm not done. Florida seems like they have just almost let go of the rope. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have an identity other than that they suck. South Carolina, at least you know what you've got. They're bad. Uh, I think Florida could easily overlook this team. I think this game could end with a South Carolina victory, 28 to 21, book it! All right, Pat, what do you think? Oh, finally, I have somebody. Do you like that? Like that was inspired, Shane. wasn't it? There we go. Did you Did you like my energy? For we that? Had, we have that. I, I love it. before I, South Carolina came know, in the locker room. We've been, I've been the South Carolina <laughs> all these weeks. And I, I feel thank like Dave Nation needed another voice. So thank you for that. <laughs> I have South Carolina beating Florida 24 to 17. Shane Beamer gets his marquee dub. Okay. So I'm going to be old. the voice of reason among Stooges. Um, I'm going to go Florida 38 to 13. And don't, Will, don't. I, imagine, imagine, imagine being right. The Shane <laughs> Beamers come out and win this game and will will looks like the stooge next week don't get me wrong now look no no no. let's make a deal right now let's make a deal right now if shane beamer wins this game he goes onto the field and throws the last touchdown which is probably going to happen and now (laughs) but if south carolina wins this game that titans jersey that you said we were talking about earlier how about you just buy it I was probably going to do that anyways because I didn't have got you a birthday gift. So. <laughs> Let's go! I mean, you might have to wait a minute because I've gone on a lot of trips and my bank account's kind of at zero right now. So <laughs> that might have to wait a minute. But, uh, <laughs> there, Pat saw a shake. So if the Fighting Chain Beamers win this yeah, okay, game. Okay, okay. So as I was finishing my statement, I'm going to Florida 38-13. I do like y'all's reasoning that Florida might be letting go of the rope. But it's South Carolina. They don't have any offense to speak of. They don't have a quarterback to speak of. They do. He just no. doesn't play. Yeah. <laughs> like I said. So, um, what each team needs to do to win. I didn't write anything, so we're just going to skip that part. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't see Florida losing this game. I mean, that's fair enough. 
I, I mean, Florida's definitely. Hey, if Florida loses this game, Dan Mullins out. Oh on yeah. The oh yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not. Done. Uh, where's he's this done. game played at? It's at South Carolina. Yeah, he's not getting a flight home. I'm just letting you know now. He's getting the uh, Brett Bielema treatment at Missouri. Yeah. Fired before he walked off the field. All right. Lane Kiffin on the tarmac. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's close this thing out. Thank you guys all for listening in. I know it's been a weird couple of weeks without a very consistent lineup schedule or whatever. Um, but we're back. We're here. And don't worry. We back are in the New York groove. You know, back in the New York groove. More like Memphis, Tennessee slash Eads area. Anyways. We will talk at you next week. Will will have bought me a Titans jersey. Probably, I don't know what, I don't know. I'll owe you a Titans jersey maybe, but I definitely will not have bought one by then. Yeah. If, if, if he doesn't, then we'll go 50-50 on him. How about that? All right, cool. Because I, I do need a Titans jersey. But we will talk at you next week. Don't forget, if you have any quarrels with anything that we've said, make sure to let us know at around underscore SEC on Twitter. You can also... Let us know what you want. Send us stuff via Twitter. Let us know what you want us to talk about on next week's episode. But until then, good night, everybody. <laughs>